Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 28th of November. The federal government's controversial industrial relations bill is set to become law this week after a deal was struck with independent Senator David Pocock. The changes include stronger protections for small and medium-sized businesses, with Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke telling the ABC a number of amendments will be made. One is with respect to small business, the other is low-paid workers and finally a concern that he has that's outside of my portfolio uh, but is part of the agreement that goes to structural issues that we can put in place to deal with people who are within the payment system. Mr Pocock says it's now better for businesses and workers and make sure the most vulnerable are not left behind. These are the, the biggest industrial relations reforms in at least a decade. And I've made it very clear that this is is not something that I uh, wanted to horse trade on. I wanted to work constructively and ensure that we get the very best possible reforms when it comes to industrial relations. The legislation is now expected to pass the Senate by the end of the week. Still in Canberra and the Prime Minister will today discuss a censure motion after a report into Scott Morrison's secret portfolio scandal was handed down. Anthony Albanese has confirmed Federal Cabinet will now look into formally condemning the former PM's conduct while he was in the top job. The Bell report was released on Friday, calling Mr Morrison's actions unnecessary and bizarre, while also outlining six recommendations, including informing the public of ministers' appointments. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has won another state election, returning to power for a third term. While vote counting is still underway, Labor has so far secured a 52-seat majority compared to the coalition's 25. Our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says the victory for the Premier also sets him on course to become the state's longest-serving leader. It does, Tash, and once he passes 3,000 days in power next February, he's also eligible for a statue. However, he was quick to play down that idea yesterday. I'm not about legacies. I'm about working hard and getting things done. And I reckon Victorians have figured that out. And that's why, uh, perhaps one of the reasons why, uh, they have re-elected us. Also the second time Matthew Guy has conceded defeat to Dan Andrews. And like last time, the opposition leader has stepped down. The Liberals will regroup this week to select a new leader from four candidates putting themselves forward. And the Greens also had a good weekend, gaining an additional seat in the lower house for a total of four. Towns in regional New South Wales are being warned they could remain cut off by floodwaters for up to a month. The state's flood crisis is today entering its 75th day. As David Dolan reports, the disaster for many local communities is far from over. Tash, the big problem across much of western New South Wales is that it's so flat and there's so much water. There's simply nowhere for it to drain quickly. As a result, it'll be weeks before some people can leave their stranded towns instead relying on food and medication being flown in by helicopters. More than 60 warnings remain in place statewide, including in Ewabalong, where a makeshift levee bank has protected the town from the swollen Lachlan River. Yesterday and overnight, we had more storms sweep across the state, dumping further rain. And Tash, this is the last thing we need. The floods have caused so much damage to barley crops, the price of beer is now set to soar ahead of Christmas.
Chaos at Brisbane Airport overnight after a security breach at the domestic terminal. The incident means a number of passengers had to be rescreened by security, leading to lengthy delays and queues. The airport says there was no threat to passenger safety while urging people to check their flight status amid delays. A cruise ship with a number of COVID-positive passengers on board is headed to WA after being diverted from Indonesia. The Queen Elizabeth was set to dock in Bali today, but plans were derailed after 10 to 15% of the ship's passengers tested positive. The WA Health Department says the ship is set to arrive in Fremantle on Wednesday. Meantime, overseas now, and protests have broken out across China over the weekend with residents angry at the country's COVID zero policy and strict measures that have been imposed for almost three years. Thousands of people have taken to the streets chanting, we want freedom, calling on the Communist Party to stand down for the first time in decades. The demonstrations began after 10 people were killed in an apartment building fire where rescuers were hindered by lockdown barricades. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Labor's new industrial relations laws will become law this week after the PM gave into small businesses and also their demands for a better deal. Exactly, and it was former Wallaby turned Senator David Pocock who tackled the Prime Minister to give more exemptions to small business employers. Now, the government has agreed to new multi-employer safeguards for businesses with fewer than 50 employees with the onus on unions to prove common interest before firms have to bargain. Small businesses with fewer than 20 regular employees will be exempted from multi-employer bargaining. Also, the Greens agreed to back the bill after securing changes that would give parents an enforceable right to request unpaid parental leave. Interesting to see how it plays out, Peter. And it's been a good quarter for Australian stocks and our super funds, but could China change all of that? Yeah, well, the Australian says investment bank City sees China's zero COVID policy and property slump as headwinds for the world's biggest commodity consumer and Australia's biggest trading partner. Now, City does expect China will eventually move away from its zero COVID policy and severe lockdowns by March next year. That said, serious protests over the weekend in China against lockdowns could bring about a change even quicker. And pity the Australian stock market players and interest rate worriers have some big numbers we need to focus on this week that could either be good or bad news for the hip pocket. Yeah, well, stock markets and interest rates are closely linked to inflation in the US. If it's falling, then US interest rate rises are near to an end, which is good for stock prices there and here. And if interest rate rises in the US are about to top out, it puts less pressure on our Reserve Bank to keep raising rates here. This week, the US gets an important inflation reading and a jobs report, while locally we see the October monthly reading for inflation. We'll wait and see. Peter, thank you. Fingers crossed. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, has Graham Arnold done enough to secure another contract with the Super Socceroos? The Super Socceroos, good morning, Tash. They certainly were super against Tunisia on the weekend. 
Look, uh, after that loss to France, there were some former greats of the game, Mark Bosnich, that were calling for a total overhaul of the junior pathway system. So I don't think after that match there were many saying that Graham Arnold should get a new contract. But now that we are either a draw or a win away from making it to the knockout stage as we play Denmark on Wednesday morning, uh, perhaps he might get another contract. Overnight, though, Morocco stunned Belgium with a 2-0 win. Ziyech! On SBS there, while Japan went down to Costa Rica 1-0, failing to back up that uh, upset against Germany early in the tournament, Tash. Yeah, Brett, and the other big question this morning, will Steve Smith be fit for the first test against the West Indies? Well, he's been in great form in the one-day arena, so we certainly hope so. That is uh, yeah, Wednesday in Perth, the test summer kicks off. He hurt his hip, Steve Smith, and he's revealed it was self-inflicted. I've got this little device called a sew right and I was hitting myself in the the psoas trying to loosen that up and I got a little bit low and hit a little nerve or something, so (laughs) me just being me. So he set out training yesterday but is expected to train today. And Brett, how good is Aussie golfer Cameron Smith and a very happy homecoming for the hero? Yeah, absolutely, winning the Aussie PGA Championships for a third time at Royal Queensland. This was probably his toughest. We had uh, two stoppages due to rain and uh, electrical storm as well. So he did it the hard way, uh, Cameron Smith, and got off to a slow start in the tournament too. Adam Scott, he was paired with in the opening round, was the better of, of those two. But Smith, across the entire weekend, was just the more consistent golfer. I really didn't think I had it in me this week, to be honest. Uh, the start of the week was a little bit scratchy, and the game just got better and better as the week went on. On KO Sports there, and uh, just wrapping up, Tash, the AFLW Grand Final yesterday, about 7,500 people out at uh, Springfield. The Lions kicked the first two goals, but the Demons managed to claw their way back and win the premiership. Daisy Pierce finally getting an elusive uh, flag. That was the only thing missing from her footballing resume, but isn't talking retirement just yet. She's going to enjoy uh, that win yesterday, uh, the Grand Final for the Demons. Yeah, massive weekend in sport. Thanks so much for the wrap, Brett. Certainly was. Thanks, Tash. And thousands stripped off on Sydney's iconic Bondi Beach over the weekend, all in the name of art. Around 2,500 people posed nude for world-renowned photographer Spencer Tunick. Tonga Goldberg from the local council says it was all to raise awareness for important issues like skin cancer and sun safety. Such an important cause. As a coastal council as well, we, we really want people to enjoy their time at the beach and in the sun in a safe way. The number of people registered for the event shows there's a lot of enthusiastic support from across our community. Very important, but a bit cheeky. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.